Howdy there, folks. Ronald Easter here, and now I'm at Boat Bomber's house. Howdy there, Boat Bomber. Hello. I drove all the way out to Boat Bomber's neck of the woods to do a podcast uh, with him in person. Hi, Boat. Hi, hi again. We're in your house. We're just in your house making stuff. He drove here for one day, and he's going to drive back all the way. All the way. All the way back to Redacted. Yeah, Hawaii. We take the long bridge to Hawaii. Hello, Mr. Goat, who's laying on Goat's food. Or on Mr. Well, you've claimed it, so it is yours. It is mine. It is Boat's, but now Goat's futon. Indeed. All right. And then over here, Master Disaster, DJ. Mike, hi. Hey, hello. Over here spinning, <laughs> spinning records. Spinning records, spinning trying not to spill my water on the Spilling water, spinning records. Uh, if everyone could see us right now, uh, Goat is laying on a folded out futon, Texan, a very comfy uh reclining chair boat is in a gamer chair boat that has is, seen many years. Boat is oh, in yeah. the chair. The streamer chair. And I'm in grandma's dining chair, which is made out of wood and <laughs> I've got a laptop on my lap, uh, trying not to burn my lap with it. So yeah, we all have different levels of comf- comfort, and right. you, you can Mike, describe it as seven. Seven, I would yeah, say, yeah, seven. The safety, seven. safety seven. factor of seven. Yeah, we just did. We just did the Christmas bullet. Um, and so I one one thing I need to say for the podcast is while you guys will have heard this a little bit after the Christmas bullet, I've already had one engineer. Uh, reach out and be like, why do you think the safety factor is bullshit? And I'm like, look, I understand to all of the engineers out there that I could come out and explain what safety factor is in basic engineering. That would be another 10 fucking minutes. I'm not going to do that. Safety factor does exist. Safety factor is a number. So if you say the safety factor of the structure is seven, that means it can take seven times the amount that structure needs to take. It can take seven times its transverse load or what have you, whatever that safety factor is engineered in avionics or aviation. They will say, ah, this can bear one and a half times its weight or one and a half times its transverse stress or what have you, but they will have a defined nature coming up with just at random seven i understand in film was done more or less to show how crazy this person was without context much like the original article which we sourced but yes i would say seven is an accurate number and yes we've already had one reddit well actually so far (laughs) you've had multiple well that's that's how people are is i i understand that people love to share like the stuff they know you know so if i make a joke or something some people who is an expert on that whole field, I'll make a joke and say like, ah, oh, you know, short like Napoleon, there will always be that one historian who will go, well, technically speaking, and they put on their like Redditor hat. Napoleon you, was ever You hear the fedora. Inches you, you, you hear the fedora getting pulled down firmly. Inches, it was propaganda. Like, it was propaganda to make him seem a lot smaller. And I'm like, I understand. But see, if I tell a joke, and I'm letting that joke land for comedic value. And then you and the audience have to turn around and tell other people what that joke means and how it is in fact whimsical or churlish. <laughs> whimsical even. You are not the funny guy in the audience. <laughs> no, Buzzkill. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if, if someone has to turn around and explain why something is funny in a movie or what have you, you just want to look at them and go shut the fuck up. It, it's it's just one of those things. Not and to I, be rude. Not to be rude, but, but it's like... But shut the fuck up. But shut the fuck up. It's <laughs> Imagine if you were watching Star Wars for the first time, right? And right. Luke turns on that lightsaber and he starts waving it around. And imagine if someone talked over that going, 
You couldn't beam. You no, I'm sorry, but you couldn't bend a a beam of plasma around like that because that's not how magnetic fields work. It would burn. See that ruins. Yeah, it, no, it? being a, a know-it-all douche because you just realize it's just fantasy. So who cares? Well, especially in a movie, you realize, like in a documentary, if I went through and did a sixty-part documentary on this era of flight, of course, I would have to discuss all of these basic building blocks of aviation. But I got ninety fucking minutes. I can't tell you what kind of tie William Christmas likes. You know what I mean? It's irrelevant. No, I was hoping to know, but I I think he probably wore someone else's. I think most of his clothing was probably someone else's. He probably told people he owned patents on it. I designed this suit myself. Oh, man. I, I think the funniest part of that video I said to you the other day is just the animation for the flapping bird wing. Thank you. I, I, like, that's that's Nuke the... Dog. Yeah, Nuke Dog. Nuke Dog is so this, fucking I great. I up laughing. I saw that. I'm like, this crazy motherfucker. No, no, Nuke Dog. Kill... Well, Nuke Dog was so great at that. And because we just gave him drawings of this fucking thing. And we, he was like, oh, my God, this thing looks like a piece of shit. And I was like, it is a piece of shit. It is a total piece of shit. And I told him even worse. They built two of them and flew them. And then Nuke Dog was like, oh, my God. And it it's one of those stories where you look at how crazy it is. You look at how absolutely batshit crazy the story is. And you're like, why wasn't this story told more as a kid? Like, <laughs> this is a this is a warning, cautionary tale for people. Well, as a kid, everyone, they tell stories about our heroes. I don't think they really, they don't tell, they don't talk too much about the villains. Everything I think, I, I think, think as a kid, bad, I would yeah. want to know more about the villains. Like, hey, yeah. here's the bad people, you know, Hitler's don't be the only this guy. One I think I remember being brought up in school for most people. That's why everyone's like, well, everyone, they may mention Mussolini and stuff, but it's always Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. Oh yeah. Hitler was everything when I was a kid. Yeah. God, that sounds terrible. The Hitler channel. <laughs> but no, uh, what, what I'm saying is like on TV. History Channel was the Hitler Channel. Yeah. It was like secret Still weapons is. of the Luftwaffe. It was the, you know, the secret chemists of the Third Reich and all this other shit. It was Hitler, 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 all this stuff all the time. And then, yeah, I mean, for a long no. while in history books, it was just uh, the secret SS werewolf unit or whatever, just book after book after book about SS this and SS that. And I'm yeah. Like, That's neat and all. Right. But there are other things in history other than like this six year period in Europe. There's more than that. Oh, there's sure. a, there's a way more to history. I don't know it, but yeah. And I, I just want to clarify that I'm not comparing the uh, Doctor Christmas to Hitler. Dr. No, no, Christmas of course not. Probably an okay guy. No, he's yeah, well, aside aside from killing people. Yeah. But no, I get you're not making a comparison, <laughs> but we live in an era where you have to say I'm not literally trying to invoke Hitler here, and it's <laughs> it's such a weird era to say that. Back in the day, you know, you had Mel. His Brooks. spirit will come to your house if you say his name three yeah, times. But that's what I mean. Is you'd have Mel Brooks who'd just make a Hitler joke and then move on with it. Like we've lost that kind of sense of humor in that, and I think that's kind of necessary. But I get what you're saying is you're not trying to draw that comparison, but that's how the history books are. They just give you here is the one worstest guy we can agree on. And you're like, well, what about Mao? Mao killed a lot of people, too. What about Stalin? Stalin killed a lot of people, too. What about Pol Pot? Pol Pot killed, killed a lot of people, too. I know what about, Pol Pot is. Yeah. And, well, and that's, that's the thing is <laughs> it's great. It's, it's fine, but it's history books need to show all these different lenses to show that there were a lot of really bad people in history. And it's not so simple as to saying this one thing was the worstest because it did these. You, you see what I mean? They're no, like, I'm sorry. You just remind me we, we, before we get into Zomboy, I guess the, the, we drove by West Point. There. I know the westiest or the, the westest, westest point. point. Westest point. I can have we're, westiest. We're going to have to get into that. 
Um, Sorry, if you want to no, jump it's, ahead, but you just remind me of that. The no, West it's great. Is, so we, is, we are in the part of Kentucky. If you've played Project Zomboid, if you've played the game Project Zomboid, we are currently on the map. We are currently on the map, and we drove through West Point, and the sign into West Point has the old West Point sign, the first half of it on there. So it says West, and then the other half of the sign says Est. So it says Westest Point. Um, as it's two signs overlapping, you know, like firstest with the mostest. Yeah, we drove, we drove through westest with the pointest, and then we drove down the road to Muldrow proper, and we went to Spiffo's, or as it is in real life, it is not Spiffo's, but Dodge's Chicken in Muldrow, which is yeah. not far from the main gate of Fort Knox. So uh, we all stopped at Dodge's Chicken and had uh, a bit, and um, then good. drove back. Yeah, we drove back, so we can say. We went through Zomboid Land. It's um, actually pretty well comped and nice. Yeah, it's actually kind of yeah, nice. It looks internet like it's 1993 pe- still, but for you know. sure. Yeah. Also, since we're internet people, we got uh, Tendies and Honey Mussy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. That. I yeah. did. Me and Goat did. I got yeah. a jumbo corn dog. I, I did too. I just, I just got a beverage. It's good gas station food. And it was the it first time I ever had a station. Slurpee. Oh yeah, it was the first Slurpee Mike ever had. I've never had one prior to that. That was pretty all right. They're great. Well, and that's the thing is it's it's really weird because like you and I have known each other boat bombers since like what 2015, 2016? 2017 is when I started doing YouTube. Yeah, God, it was and, and we like started talking like with a few months within doing that. Yeah, the first video we did was the Russian champ or something like that. Someone feels like looking at it. I think so. It's My like channel. we've but we've known each other a long time. And it was uh, weird because years ago we had this conversation where we realized that like in twenty seventeen was like one of the pivotal years of space station 13 because we'd both been playing it for a long long time we're both yeah. like og spacemen right. and so we had this really weird conversation where i was like man we got to get out of space station 13 being our bread and butter because it's gonna fuck us up and so it did like the tides came all this shit happened i knew all it would take was one big popular person to come through and it would change everything and it did um and so we were like, oh, shit. All right. Well, now that that's happened, what do we do? And I went into text talks of Battletech and started getting into bigger, longer stuff. Just that was my jump away from Space Station 13. And you have been doing crazy stop motion animation shit and telling stories. And you've kind of gotten away from that as yeah, well. It's random shit. It's Whatever amazing stuff, though. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of important to hear about is like how freeing it is to say, like, wait, I don't have to be a spaceman. Yeah. And just that's all. Yeah. Just sticking to one thing. We always say that it could just make kill you. Well, like, yeah. Grab the fun out of it. Well, it's it's one of those things of I used to play Space Station 13 like every day. It was mm-hmm. it was my daily game. But the yeah. problem was, is I realized, oh, yeah. But the problem was, is I realized the other day is someone was like, hey, you know, in Space Station 13, I just watched this video where this guy um, he put and I was like a bomb in him. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, yeah. But the trigger phrase was, I surrender. And he goes, yeah. How do you know? And I was like, I've done it. I I hate to be the Simpsons did it. But in Space Station 13, I've been playing it for like 15 years. So like I was there when shit was new. Yeah, I was there when they didn't have max caps for bombs. I was there when they put those in. I remember Cuban Pete. I've seen George Mellon's in action. I've seen some of the greats of Space Station 13, and I don't consider myself among them. It's like when you see one of these amazing true legends true legends we're just, like, we're just guys who made videos we're YouTube. just guys who made videos yeah. right like the real history that's the one thing people don't get about space station 13 yeah. 
is a lot of these people think Space Station 13 is about your story, the player. And it's not. It's about everyone's story. You're just like an NPC. And so you play your role and weird shit happens. And so the true heroes, the true legends of Space Station 13 are not like people like me or Boat who record it. But people like Bill Carson and Colonial Marines, who everyone has a Bill Carson story. Where, you know, he's the guy who goes, all right, all the men to the starboard drop pods. Wait, we're going to evacuate. It's safe over there. And they go over there and there's aliens that kill them all. And then he has the drop pods on the port section all to himself. <laughs> like I've sent through a million Bill Carson rounds of Colonial Marines. And I would love to have him like on this podcast. But mm. that's Space Station 13. People like that. Dr. Floor Pills. Mm. You oh, know, yeah. um, God, Edward Sloan on TG. The, the toughest head of security there ever was. Shit, yeah, some of these names I don't know because uh, I'm not as knowledge- uh, as much as a historian as Texas. Texas is good at remembering names and people. I'm just like, yeah, that one guy went to the bar, took a shit. I mean, I don't- <laughs> yeah, bar shit guy. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember, I just remember so many like really nutso people, but I also recorded a lot of this. So I'm really just telling you shit that I've already recorded and yeah. talked about. But there's a lot... And I do mean a lot of beautiful stories in Space Station 13, but that's kind of like our bread and butter. That's where we started. And now we're in this really weird odyssey where you make these amazing stop motion animation. You're bringing back they're old okay. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, they're okay. They're right. Well, I mean, yeah, they're fun. They're a lot of work though. Yeah. For, for new grounds quality, you know, or another deal. They're well, right. yeah, but that's, that's not bad. Dude, because, return to monkey. Yeah. Return, return to, to monkey. monkey. <laughs> like we're, we're working on some yeah. stuff that's very much returned to the nineties. Yeah. Turn to the nineties, eighties. Like, what are you going to do now? Make new stuff. The future. Well, well the future's that. boring. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the AI. future. It's I don't Dagoth care for it. Post, and I love me some Dagoth Post, but you got to diversify. Yeah, it's well, it's like that whole summer where people beat the Duke Nukem Gianni. You know, yeah, uh, he's a good fucking voice actor. I agree. Like, people I like overposted his shit. Correct. Even I fell for it. Right, and and I'm not saying he's a great voice actor. He can play Duke Nukem. Ten, fucking great. But when every four seconds someone's posting one of those memes, and you're like. Cool, I've heard Duke Nukem say something implausible for the hundredth time. And that was before anyone could just put some text into Eleven Labs and make it come out. Right. I've seen people actually be doing that. I I know it's just a matter of time before someone copies my voice. Yeah. But hopefully it'd be funny. It'd be funny. The first time you see it, then you're like, all right, if they keep doing it, it's like, all right, running a meme into the ground. It's just well, like, that's what know. I mean, is like I want to see people have fun with stuff, but I also hate when nobody does anything transformative with with something. When someone's like, wow, I have this technology where I can bring back voices from the dead. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to use it to say something really horrible. Like that's <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, well, wait, what you could do is and this is just my perhaps escalated shit posting. We have a recording of Theodore Roosevelt. Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was saying, what if we got Theodore Roosevelt, you know, like it takes more than that to kill a bull moose, you know, like from 1908, you take his recording and then you get him to like freestyle rap battle. Yeah. Like that would be fucking epic um, rap battles of history with the, with the people. Yeah. With the real people. Like, I would love to see people do shit like that. I think that's elevated with it. But but people are using it for really stupid stuff instead of the really crazy stuff. Like you can have dead authors redo readings of their own books. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It's a whole audio book that way. Yeah, you could do a lot with a AI voice thing. Now, everyone's going to decry the morality of it, but I guess that's kind of up to whoever well, owns remember, the... Yeah. Remember when they had the the holograms first come out for stage shows? I know. The right? first time I ever saw was... Uh, Tupac. Tupac. They, they, brought, they brought like that Everyone was freaking out. Tupac. No, sorry. Star Trek did it first. I'm learning yeah. that. They, sh- they showed me old Star Trek. Yeah. yeah We've been showing you the, old, the original <laughs> series. We were like, we drove all this way to see Project Zomboid. Would you like to watch Star Trek reruns? Yeah. <laughs> if it's Simpsons didn't do it, Star Trek did. Look, but yeah. Bomber Flip Phones depicted in 1967. <laughs> I like the cube boss or whatever that thing was, that ship. Yeah, we we showed him the Corbomite maneuver. And yeah. so they're like, first yeah, Federation, we got to get around the Baylock. cube. And then they go meet up with Squidward. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's oh my god. We he, I would he had love, like a fake Squidward. He's like, I'm kidding. It was only a joke. Oh, Please yeah. don't blow me up. You're like, okay. <laughs> He's a little baby being dubbed. Yeah, I remember. It. Yeah, that's that was a, that was the weirdest thing is the dubbing on that. Enjoy the Tranya. And that's like, uh, Ron Howard's little brother Clint. Gross. Ooh. Yeah, that's the that's guy. Nice. I think. Yeah, it, it, that's uh, his little brother Clint. And he. Uh, what would what Hollywood. would you do, Bo Bomber? Since everyone does these inserts, and this is your first time ever watching the original series, what would you do if you beamed over to that ship after all that? That fucking bullshit and damaging your own ship to get out of there and you find out it's just like a little space baby in there and he's like hey have some punch what would you do well i wouldn't want to kill the space baby because i'd feel bad about it but wasting all yeah. that time like and if i had prior knowledge of a mafia planet i'd order a hit and have them just walk around in the background with t- tommy guns and such so you That's now we, we also yeah. showed him a piece of the action uh, or as you call it, mafia planets. <laughs> That's not wrong. It's not wrong. This is the planet wise guy. Planet yeah. wise guy. Yeah, the yeah and they're planet. like, oh, I left my communicator down there. Who knows what they're going to learn from that technology? They learn so quickly. They go back and they're like, our haters have been upgraded. It's a Tommy gun that just shoots phaser bullets or something. Yeah, that would be amazing. Horrifying. Or, or, I just or couldn't like, get over how everyone there is in the mafia. Like the, everyone, everyone had a Tommy. Everyone, everyone like, had a This everyone. is so knife fights. It's not even just like, well, oh, this, this planet's ran by the mafia. No, everyone here Everyone's is in, in the, the mafia. mafia. <laughs> everyone on the streets in the mafia. Everyone has flashy suits. All the ladies are strapped. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's see? got like four or five guns. Everyone talks like James Cagney. They're like, yeah, see? You know, and I, it's like all the cars are like, open top cars that you can do drive-bys with Thompson's from like everything is set up like the game mafia the the old yeah it's like an yeah. MMO planet for yeah like mafia yeah like, like imagine if there was an MMO you landed on planet mafia and they're like hey, this is an MMO bro you come to the rock planet planet <laughs> shakedown yep I I think that would be hilarious because it asks some deeper questions like okay well they have a bunch of machine guns like all right well, let's play the game called Vertical Integration. How do you make a machine gun? How do you, how do you make it? Well, it has to be in a factory, right? Parts. Right. So I could see a bunch of guys in a factory walking around with their suits going like, yeah, Johnny, bring me the barrel, see? Yeah, I got the barrel right here, see? Uh, screw it in, see? All right, we're going to crush fit this, see? I could see that. But that that factory makes parts, right? Yeah, where do you, where are you getting the parts from? Where do you get no? So the for, has to go to a forge. Could you imagine some guys sitting there wearing suits over boiling metal? Like, yeah, see, pour the nickel cobalt. Yeah, just pour that chromium in there. See, pour that nickel in that. No, no, even worse. There's mining. Mine, yeah, yeah. So there's some guys in a wearing like those three piece suits. wearing a three piece suit and a straw boater hat and a like. Yeah, mine. the cannery is falling off its perch. See, really? we gotta get out of here. There's gonna be chlorine gas flooding in. <laughs> see. <laughs> Just get some miners down there with like straw boater hats and fucking suspenders. And they're like, gonna mine me some more. Then I'm gonna go see my gal. Yeah. 
or the farming. Whole, uh, the whole planet. Like, yeah, farming. Even, yeah, even if it was the same gag, I'd like to see a full-length movie of that just, just showing the day in the life of every... Like, so there's some guy, there's the some guy like everything. standing out in the field with a Tommy gun, you know, in a suit. And he's like, hurry up and grow, Con. <laughs> so <laughs> I, shoot the I ground. Would you better give the- me a piece of... You gotta give me a cut of that action, see? I'm not gonna cut any of the dialogue. I'm just gonna shoot it like it's a super dark fantasy thing. So everyone's just like, what are we watching? And it's just like, I got us a couple of heaters. I look here, chickens. <laughs> just something weirdly in. You better art. get back in that pen right quick. I would love like imagine or you'll be getting in the look, cooking pot. What would, what, would a, what would a cab driver be like in that world? Oh, like God. the guy turns around and he's got a machine gun. Now, Where are you going? See, he'd be like the. Cab- Show me the money, or I'll blow your face off. No, no, he'd be the cab driver from the Laura Bow. Uh, yeah. oh, the God. way you depicted the cab driver in the Laura Bow game. Hey, Laura, I'm gonna drive this cab into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you guys going? Oh yeah, I'll take it here. <laughs> Does ninety over a sidewalk? That's, oh, watch out! They're shooting at Tommy guns. Mafia Planet is kind of scary when you think about like there'd be mafia farmers and there'd be like, like a mafia Westworld almost. Yeah, oh, that's a good movie too. Yeah, Westworld's a great movie. So here's all right. So speaking of movies, Knife Fight City. You, knife Fight City. I I had written down some Knife Fight City ideas, but I forgot to bring my book with me. But it's okay because I remember some of them. Uh, some of them. And Boat came up with some ideas too. You oh. came up with some great ones. Um, so here's here's my ideas. Like I, there's a lot of racing movies, and there's a lot of series of racing movies, like Fast and the Furious stuff like that. Which you just, I I literally read a a beautiful beautiful write up recently where someone had tried to watch all of the Fast and the Furious movies back to back to see if like any of the plot points like met yeah. at any point. And they're like, kinda. Yeah, and some kinda. of the callbacks are, are some of the callbacks are like really obtuse. Like it's really going through the wormhole. It's yeah. like, this is accidentally complex. You know, like it's it's it, it deepest just, lore. He described it as an accidental conflux of ideas that is much like a traffic accident. Not on purpose, but all the same celebrated for its intensity. <laughs> I remember that turn of phrase. But my my idea is that if if there's a lot of racing movies in Knife Fight City, you know, and 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 you would have to have some like car crashes and car stunts and something, but it can't be too high budget. You know what I mean? It can't no. be too well, high. Stock budget. footage could come into play, but it, it does to an extent. Your idea? But I I think we need to do a really all right. There's a really great. Really great, really great movie, detective movie, Steve McQueen movie that had a had a Mustang in it. That's fantastic. Great chase near the end of it called Bullet. So you have a great car chase movie called Bullet, and that's the guy's name. It's spelled different. But what if you had a movie where it was called like Knife, you know, just Knife instead of Bullet, but it was spelled like different. Like knife had two F's in it, Jeez. and it was the guy's last name. Like I'm John A. Knife. Knife. Yeah, no, and no, yeah, knife. Yeah, knife. You're right, and it has hey. an epic, huge car chase in it. But instead of a gunfight or anything, like when the cars pull up next to each other, they're throwing knives at yeah, each other. Yeah, they're like trying they're to throwing, hit the tires. Yeah, they're trying to hit the tires instead of shooting the tires out. You see them like throwing knives at each other's tires, and they're like sticking in the door. There's like a. There's like some knives that come out of their like hubcap, like ching, 
<laughs> you know. Oh yeah. There's a there's a sword fight. Like they drive up close, and the guy in the passenger seat and the driver of the hero car, they're like having a knife fight. <laughs> like they drive that close. Yeah. 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 You know, they like they start sawing into each other's doors and stuff. Oh, dude. The, uh, the, the what, uh, was it the Grand Torino with the oh, like God. flat back? And they're yeah. like fight, doing a sword fight back in Yeah, they, they have a sword fight. The, the whole movie is like shot at, uh, you know, like 10 miles an hour and they just speed it up to make it like 90. <laughs> they, they, they just go speed it up nine times. Yeah, Unfortunately, so their, their hair and shit isn't moving at all. Yeah, yeah, they probably hit a couple of speed bumps or something, so they're like freaking out every time they jump, like catch each other, like oh shit! Yeah, in the middle yeah. of the fight, they're like oh don't fall. <laughs> the police that showed up in the knife fight in the back of the car were real. <laughs> yeah, well, well, they I didn't have a. I accidentally so stabbed him when we ran over that pothole on six. The police saw it and decided to kill us. Um, I think it would be pretty fun. I think it would be really, 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 really super fun to have knife fight city just just really actually make one movie. I've got a few ideas, but we would have to start something simple. I think some very basic filmmaking rules would help us. I think we need to have a knife fight every seven minutes, every seven minutes of film. There should be a knife fight, right? That's a fair, even ratio. if it's over in seconds, even if it's yeah, over in okay, seconds, yeah. but, but no, I'm saying if that, that in, if that's the rule. Then I think it should be more frequent than three and a half minutes. Well, if you, if you do it well, if you say that every seven minutes of film, every seven minutes you film, you see there will be a knife fight every seven minutes on average. You can market that. Oh, yeah. You could say every <laughs> 40, I does it. every, every 49 minutes. That's that's seven knife fights. That's a lot of knife fights. Oh, my now, God. Now, here, here's the thing. Will they allow it be background knife fights or does it have to be a a show every single time. Well, I mean, because you know, because the technicality of it is like the director's like, I don't want a knife fight every scene, so I'll put some in the background. Well, I get you, but well, I will that count is what I'm asking. No, as I mean, yeah, I mean, we could sneak one, <laughs> we could sneak one by in the background. Are or, you saying I can't Kurosawa the there, fucking background? Of course, there's going to be ones in the background. There always has to be one in the background. It's not going to be the main course. You know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. It has. You have to like set the can, mood. Well, for, can, the, for the set, for the rule, there has to be a main one. Yeah, what I'm thinking with every yeah. scene, it's there also is a got to do with the story. Oh, even well, if it's the dumbest shit possible. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing is like if you put a series of knife fights that are improbable or unnecessary, in between things you're actually trying to write, no one will know if you fuck up. They'll be like, "What was that character's name again?" And they always have a name and a theme, like like Metal Gear Solid bosses. <laughs> I think what would no be no foreshadowing and then no future mention after they die. What I think would be funny is to open <laughs> their, up their name and then the actor that plays them like it's a Kojima thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Diablo 2 bosses, the randomly generated ones. Oh god. <laughs> I can't even like think of one cuz they're just they did just AI type of garbage. I think what would ha- be really fun is you have it start off and you see this like little old lady and she's pushing her like cart full of cans. You know, and and she's pushing it like under one of those like rainy overpasses. It's, it's at night. Yeah, at night, of course. Yeah. It's a always very, night in night fight city. Yeah, and there's a you know everything's neon, always wet. And there's neon, you know. Yeah. And it's like a rainy overpass, and she's pushing her little cart of cans, you know. And some kid comes out, you know, like some eighteen year old kid, and he's like, "What's in the cart, Grandma?" And then like some of his other friends come out, you know, his droogs come out, and they all got their little knives and whatever. And the lady's like, 
oh dearie you fucked up and she like reaches in the cart and there's like a fucking chainsaw and right as she cranks it it just says knife fight city it goes right yeah right as she's right as it kicks on right as it kicks on and sparks spit out of this old chainsaw (laughs) knife fight city the soundtrack yeah that's that would be my own intro yeah, I, I agree with that. I think every single shot, not every single scene, every single shot has to have a, a depiction of a knife in it. Somewhere. Somewhere. So, like, if you have a chase scene, their grill has, you could put, like, a logo of a knife on there. Cause or, yeah, or if a lady is in scene, like, she could have knife earrings yeah. that are dangling. It's stuff like, you know, that. it's like That's what I wrote, was basically writing with the first intention. That's why, like, I, I basically just took the purse, like, snatch scene and made it with knives. Like, the lady's holding a knife, like, purse that has, like, a, a strap and it's just a knife. For, like, and so <laughs> yeah. someone comes and, like, takes it from her and then um so someone's like oh that's my knife and then yeah it's similar to texas idea a bit but the lady's defenseless i guess dude like i know that's perfect because like every scene like where there's like a close-up of hands like one of them would be like cufflinks with like a little knife on it or yeah, something that's what i mean is every shot we, knife every yeah. shot there is a knife and, every, stick to this and if we put if we put that on the poster like we just make bold claims that the make most no knives sense. in any movie ever. Yeah, made. we just go in every scene a knife guaranteed. <laughs> we guarantee a blade in every scene in our knife film. Do you do that, Hollywood? And they're like, no. Why would a blade <laughs> in every scene? <laughs> we are gracious. We are true filmographers. A blade in every scene. We are truly pushing the cutting edge of no, cinema no. oh my god please yeah. no that is what they would say though it is but i mean why not i i've seen a lot of really bad movies be made completely on purpose the way they are and i'm going you know we can do that we saw geostorm i could make a better movie than geostorm i think you can i think i could for those of you who don't know geostorm oh. is the um it's the the space and sky equivalent and spiritual successor to the core and where they have to tunnel down into the earth to save the earth. This one, they have to go into space hack and hack the planet and make all the satellites, make the weather good or something. It's it's a really weird movie, but we watched it and we're horrified. That was a holy shit movie. Yeah, that was that was a holy shit movie. It was just uh why is this happening yeah we we just thought like there's four movies here four or five like four or five different films like there was a disaster movie there was a space movie yes and there was a government conspiracy movie and they just wrapped all those together and they're like man we're gonna remix the shit out of this because they're like no one's watching this in the theater they're like we know yeah we could be up here just we're like Hey, theater people, are you watching? Are you paying attention? See, they're not doing that. They'll be yeah. just like... <laughs> they, could, they could have had the actors look right at the camera and say, go get more popcorn, and no one would have noticed. And then it's just, the, yeah. just yeah. one of those long, boring gags and just wait. Dude, no, that would just make the movie even better just by changing it where it's all POV. Every I, single time they talk to someone, it cuts to their POV. Oh so like, the it's the same effect every time, like a video game. Like zooms in. Oh my god, that would suck. So every time it's like you're talking and I finish talking and you start saying something, it cuts to my perspective to oh, see geez. you talking. <laughs> that would work. be so jarring. Yeah, I would do that for the whole movie. It's like, oh no, look, there's a, a bomb, I, and then it cuts to your eyes looking at the same thing. <laughs> I had an ex I uh I had an experimental I had an experimental idea for a film called Either Or. Oh yeah. Where you either get the visual or you get the audio track but not both. 
So you'll see p- action happening. And then every five seconds, I would just have it be every five seconds, it switches over. So every five seconds, you see five seconds of action. And then black screen five seconds of sound of what's going on <laughs> and then five <laughs> seconds of action That'd be so annoying. and then five <laughs> seconds of sound so right at certain points where you hear dialogue and you're like oh my god what's about to and then it cuts to the action of it happening and you're trying to follow along by reading their lips and saying and then it goes back to the you know blackness it would do that every five seconds like a metronome um, but my corporate are going off on uh, Mike's idea where like the kind of like the NPC dialogue. That's what I was thinking. Like how I play through an RPG I've beaten already where you're just, you just, I've told you earlier with yeah, you're talking to an NPC and just skip through the dialogue. Hup, dup, 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 and that's just the whole yeah. movie. And you don't know what the fuck going on. I would. Oh my God. I would. All right. So here's an idea for a movie. I, I like that your people seizures though with, with Mike's idea because you keep switching back and forth between the POV shots. Mike, that would be that would <laughs> really make people motion. Oh sick. yeah, you could no, not. you could you could cut that. You could make it where it's not motion sick. It would just get like weird after a while. Yeah, you're, like back and forth to something else, and then you no. look over here. It doesn't have to be instantaneous. Yeah, I, it's like, would, good job killing. The, the, I would I would <laughs> love I would love to see. <laughs> I would love to see a well acted, a well acted but accurate playthrough of a player's playthrough of an RPG as a movie yeah, where you see all the normal scenes that should happen that are obviously scripted scenes like the characters are sitting there just saying scripted shit to you and then you have the point of view of the player doing all sorts of insane things <laughs> running around in circles yeah that's what I mean just like running himself. around them and the hero's like ah yes follow me to the battle and then just every five seconds, me. and then every five seconds goes, ah, yes, follow me to the battle. Or, you know, you walk up to somebody and as you say, there's a quest and you just keep going through it as quick as possible. So you're like, the golden claw. And you're like, no problem. I'll go get that. Oh, yeah. well, it's like Jumanji or something. Yeah. Oh, God. Jumanji. Legend of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Now, there's a fucking... That, they, that. they tried to make a movie. It was like a kid's movie. Though. I remember yeah, Legends of I remember Legends of the Hidden Temple. They all, they'd have that Olmec face and they'd be like, you must solve the riddle. Just cross the bridge. You'll probably fall in. And then you'd have <laughs> some kids do some rickety shit. Yeah. And they'd be like, all right, now you get to go into this hidden temple. And they would have like three or See, four guys in scare closets, monster closet. Bah, give me your medallions. And you're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I I think if you're gonna make a movie about something from that era, you need to have like all the actors be people our that age. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird to me to think that they'd make they because they did they made a Legends of the Hidden Temple movie, but it's like modern, and I'm like, wow. but they don't have it playing on TV. Yeah, it's, it's so one, it imagine makes no sense. Imagine <laughs> if I made a imagine if I made a salute your shorts movie. You it see would what have I mean? to be with the actors that are like almost 40 or 50 now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you see what I mean? Like, it would be weird to make that now. Sure. But I th- if it was aimed at us, it would make sense. The fact it that might. they were like aiming it at kids makes it like weird because it's like, well, they don't they don't they've never watched it. So I have it since yeah. I was trying, I was like I checked out the, re- the on the reference. Go looks like he fell asleep. No, I didn't. Uh, go, go does this. Go reclines during podcast. Oh no, so, the way you always describe it. Bright. So here's bright. here's my question. Uh, here's my question. Since this is your first time having seen Star Trek, if you were in Starfleet, what would your job be? 
if you, if you could choose like because that's oh, like if i could a, choose yeah. i tried to start out as a jander i was being realistic oh but, um uh if i could choose because i wouldn't want a lot of pressure i'd probably then step up for the jander and be the cook at least or something well that's the thing is they have replicators man. yeah oh, you well, are you gonna be see like there's two different kinds of people you get the officers who wear like the cool multicolored shirts and then you have everyone else who just wears like overall jumpsuits yeah, Space no. Station 13 people. Yeah, yeah, and those guys are all crewmen, and they're just like, I get to die every episode, but you don't see it. <laughs> you know, like, well, if you don't have to see it, then I think I'll, I'll take that death. I don't want, I don't want all. Yeah, you don't want death. the. Like, I don't want the pressure. You don't want the on-screen death. Yeah. You don't want to die dramatic. <laughs> yeah. You just want to be like the 47 people died in Junction Alpha. Yeah, and then Kirk's like, damn. <laughs> well, it's like we'll that, some more. There's an episode where they turn everyone into like a, uh, a thing of salt. And like one, somebody picks that up and just crushes it, and it's oh, like, no. no, that was everything they were. And I'm like, I'm thinking like, well, like I don't know who that was. I, I can't tell the I'm, difference between if you were a yeah. salt, little thing of salt, I won't be able to tell, man. I'm sorry. No, I'm nobody's that unique on that level. Pro, yeah, prop hunting that good when you're all, everyone's the same thing. No, but no, I I think that uh, Star Trek is funny because I would yeah. I would definitely get fired. If, if I worked in Starfleet. You wouldn't get fired. I would get fired. Yeah, Look at what everyone else gets away with in Star Trek. I, I would be the guy who, you know, it'd be like this. They'd be like, well, the, the manual says that we can only do it in this many minutes. And I'd be like, then that's what we're going to do. And then the captain would come down and be like, I need you to rewrite the laws of physics. And I'd just stare at him and go, if you have a God, I'd pray to it. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Not my department. I, w- I would definitely be Starfleet Engineering. I think it'd be awesome to have just sit there and be in charge of the warp drive. And then the captain has a call down and he's like, hey, can I have some warp power? And you're like, I don't know. I have to think about it. You may have seven. Seven yeah. warp. Well, no, it's, if you I, know Space Station 13, it's recognizable. Yeah, if you yeah. if you know Space Station 13, it's pretty much the same well, yeah, thing. It's, well, yeah. yeah, and I've seen bits and pieces of, like the stuff that's been well, I always say like just stolen, well, stolen and put another show. That's why well, I, that's no, I said to them, like the, I, I said I wanted to see uh, Captain Kirk get in a kung fu fight, and they showed me one where he got in prison, and there's this big caveman motherfucker he fought. The outfits are so hilarious. <laughs> Game Masters of Triskillian. <laughs> yeah, the um. Well, that's, and he always tricks them with cards and gambling. That's yeah, he your always, brother yeah, pointed yeah, that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We was watching my brother. He's like, I'm starting to see a pattern because he kept just tricking aliens. Yeah, if you're just lying to aliens, I like that part of it. I think I could. If, do if that. you just lie to aliens, that's yeah. I love. <laughs> I love that you've distilled Kirk down, and you're not wrong. Just lie to aliens. There's, dude. There's one episode where he goes down to a planet, right, and he finds out they have this god that rules everything and tells everybody what must be done. But he finds out this God is like an old computer. And so he just shoots a hole through the wall and says, Hey, look at your God. It's a piece of shit computer. And then talks it to death. He's like, you're a piece of shit computer and you do bad fucking work. Oh no. And it just kills itself and it kills itself. And he's like, anyways, that's handled. And he leaves the third computer. He does that. He he kills. He kills it by just talking mad shit to it and then leaves <laughs> like, well, feelings. <laughs> yeah well time to leave yeah and then all in front of all those natives yeah he just gets it to hey your god's a piece of shit watch this it blows up anyways and then he leaves like looney tunes and could you imagine if someone came down from space who looked just like you just look just like a normal person and then said Hey, your gods are all fake. Watch this. And then burn them all in front of you by getting into a trash talking match and then left. 
That's the shit that Kirk does. Yeah. He goes down there and is just like, hey, man, all this shit's bullshit. Anyways, peace and leaves. And he does that routinely. It's great. Yeah, he's sort of like the Death Star without as much power. He just destroys planets by just going to them and just being an asshole. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, well, think about it. He shook down the all of Mafia planet. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the he didn't actually have the authority to to do that he yeah. just shook them all down he's like we're taking over see the federation well, is a big cheese you're gonna give us 20 percent well it just reminded me of like he was just being like a smart ass kid like who says i can't get killed by you because when that's what he said to the cube people or the the alien yeah, guy they were gonna yeah. die in like two minutes he's like ah fuck it i'll just gamble everyone's life yeah he's matter. like if you shoot me you will die basically yeah he <laughs> did that kids what what little kids do i have a repeller shield and yeah. it will blow you up yeah. if you shoot me yeah you had a, you had and a, it works because the, the kid was like we will have to decide your fate. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they mentioned, didn't they say, we have one of those, too. <laughs> sort of. Well, you made the joke, Mike, that if I worked for Starfleet Engineering, I would have made Corbomite real. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that would have been awesome. Imagine like some fleet goes out and somebody shoots at it. And it's it like wipes a half out. a Nova's worth of It explosion. wipes out the whole star system. And you're like, man, no one's going to fuck with us. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah They'll eventually learn. They'll learn. Yeah. Dude, it's like Voyager, a bug zapper. Dude, Voyager <laughs> would have been such a short show if they just had Corbomite because they just get one clear path through the quadrant. Just, ah, we're not fucking with that ship. Yeah, they'd be <laughs> like, wow, somebody shot at once and their solar system exploded. Yeah. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Pass. The Borg would have been like, we don't need to assimilate this. Nah, we, we don't need that. That yeah. seems a bit much. Yeah. But no, I, I really like original Star Trek because it's fun. There's a lot of sci-fi shows where if you try to watch people, you really have to talk to them a lot beforehand. Uh, well, I liked so, that one detail I'll explain about Spock. You're like he doesn't really lie much. Whenever like because he because he like wasn't he, he was not putting up with our go feeding into uh, Kirk's bullshit. Yeah, he's like it's I've never calculated that. Yeah, he like he like lied without lying. He <laughs> omitted the truth. Yeah. But his character does that, and that's what's interesting. Is Star Trek has wonderful characters and a little moral plays, and you could sit there and go, what would I do in that situation? And they're fun. Oh, that's another good preemptive thing you said was like they – uh it's like, just look at it like theater. <laughs> like, is the way they act. Yeah. Overaction. I'm like, yeah, I could see that. Because we were like, man, wouldn't it be great? You said this. Like, wouldn't it be great if we could have, like, a Star Trek play? I would pay to see that. I would love to watch a bunch of stave, stage performers reenact an episode of Star Trek. Oh, it, yeah. It just a bunch of stage, like, Shakespearean people go out there. Oh, yeah. Be like, I am Captain Kirk. And you're like, yes, I will watch this. They could just do it the exact way they do it in the episode, but without the camera angles exactly. so they have the same music the cues they have the same yeah like, you just build the set spotlights. no camera angles yeah, yeah spotlights to change scenes oh yeah you can get a live band for that yeah you have the live band yeah stuff can be projected now they could make, oh yeah they can pull the effects off at this yeah, yeah you can with change cheap lighting you could be like transporter and it's just a cookie and on top of a light sheet <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could also change um god you could just change out map paintings with projectors yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you can make a Star Trek. It's always funny how the transporters don't work half the time. or Sometimes they'll be, like, <laughs> they'll be in like football position, and sometimes they'll just be falling through and shit. Yeah. Well, it was it's like even never correct all the time. The joke in that series is like, you think the transporters are bad, don't ever take a shuttlecraft. <laughs> Every single one of them crash lands. Yeah, Every <laughs> episode. Every Nothing crash. good ever happens on a Starfleet shuttle. Mm-hmm. Every episode where they're in a shuttle, you're like, it's going to crash. No, it's going to blow you, up. When you see a Starfleet shuttle, you realize that, in short, 
you are looking at something with a lifespan of like a <laughs> rental car. You know, you're just like you when you see the shuttle for the first time, like when you see it with a fresh name on it, you're like, you're like, that's like a brand new enterprise rent a car. That won't last. Dude, no, I got it. It's perfect. It's imagine you're on like a, a, a fucking aircraft carrier and they're like, all right, we need to send you over there. You're going to have to take this Honda Accord. And you're like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, can I take one? of Nope, the Honda Accord. It's seaworthy. You'll be I fine. I love the shuttlecraft <laughs> in Star Trek, especially the little shuttle pods they had in the next generation. They're about the size of like a minivan and they seat like two people. Like so, those Battletech battle pods. Yeah, but imagine being set like shoulder to shoulder with somebody and you're like, thank God we went to space so we can sit in this fucking clown car. It's like a smart car. For a, Yeah, it imagine sitting in a, like smart a smart car, car flying through space and you're like, thank God we have all this technology. Yeah, it's not like you. It's not like spaces. There's anything to see most of the time. Well, you're just sitting there, like, all right, well, we'll be there in 45 hours. Well, so. that's the other issue in Star <laughs> Trek is they show the rec room. They show the recreation room, like what they do in the original series for fun, and it's like two to three musical instruments and a bunch of chess sets, and it's people sitting around like going, like, man, this 4D chess is really fucking good. What Kirk's workout equipment? That was my first impression of him on screen. Yeah, yeah, he's, kicking kicking, he's kicking the wall. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> we gotta kick the wall to stay in shape, right? Right. It's you're like, it's like a, yeah, it's you're like a, sta- <laughs> it's like a stationary bike, but you're just laying down. Like it's just strange. Yeah, kicking the wall feet thing. Hey, <laughs> what do we say about that? I don't yeah, know. We gotta gotta put your feet on the wall to let people know how good you are. That's that's the <laughs> future of medicine. Yeah, that's the future of medicine. I'm the captain. Only I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> He gets the reclining foot test. Everyone else has to stand. I I think it was because like he didn't want to show off his gut. So he leaned him back. (laughs) So it's all flat when he's kicking. Yeah. In shape, out of shape guys. I can relate. Yeah. No, those guys were all super in shape, but it was like, well, they were in shape for the sixties. Yeah. Like you have to realize that in the sixties, having a gut or whatever, you're like, wow, okay, no big deal. But if you go look at leading men in the eighties, nineties, all of a sudden it changes and you start to see that like cocaine chic, you know, yeah, that, like super dehydrated. Well, it's guy like look. all the women look like Kate Moss. They look like walking, you know, coat hangers. They yeah. Look like, like you're talking really, about like all those like really target skele- ads. Yeah. Really, really skeletally thin and same with dudes. Like well, yeah, dudes and it's just 0%. getting progressive, like with like the rock and motherfuckers, like they're just the bigger motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. Bigger and bigger and bigger. You all thought that either. was a meme. Power thirst was supposed to be a meme. Yeah. It was reality. supposed to be a meme. <laughs> and, well, that's kept getting giner and giner. When that's the thing is if you look at even like wrestling, Wrestlers, like WWE and yeah. oh, wrestlers. Yeah. If you look at like how they used to look in the eighties where they're just big burly dudes that throw people around and then yeah. look at how they have to look now. Yeah. They have to look like models. They have to shit. look like models or bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. You're like, that has changed. Mm-hmm. It has changed a lot. Those guys are definitely more rare. Yeah, it's I just, agree. This is more frequent because of the, I guess the chemicals and people and just people didn't know as much as they do now and that kind of thing. Well, yes and no. I mean, I, I think a lot of that is just what looks good on camera. It's one of those things of uh, people really don't know this, but for instance, when you pick out certain things for certain jobs, like when the uh, Marine Corps has to pick out exactly the sort of people to be on the silent drill team that works at the White House or whatever, there is a list of things that they have to be that is like the most insanely specific list of things where it's like you have to be between this height and this height, no visible tattoos, no none of this, none of that. You have to look exactly like this. You have to, you know, just perfect look because they all have to look picture perfect on TV. 
And I think that wrestling and many other things are, you know, kind of like that. So when you see Kirk of the 60s and you look yeah. back and you're like, wow, look, there's dad bod. Yeah. That used to be like in shape back then. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. it's like, no, you're not in shape unless you have like 4% body fat and can run a marathon. And it's like, mm-hmm. that used to be kind of rare running a marathon. No, yeah. Like it was just for athletes. It was really just all the only people who would really do it. But now everybody's. Yeah. Everyone's. People are, I think people are trying yeah. to do more and I yeah. think that's yeah. good. Yeah. But I also think some people are going too far and mm-hmm. that's where it's like, holy shit. I, I was reading an article on people who do like hyper miling. They run like a hundred miles. Oh yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, Why? I have horrible joint issues and all this other stuff. Yeah. I'm like, doing too much. My I'm, joints are hurting thinking about that. Well, I, yeah, I rode they, a they bike go on like three days straight. Running. Yeah, like three, yeah. like <laughs> running for days. Mm-hmm. I rode thirty six miles on a bike. That was oh, the shit, furthest in one in one day. That's amazing. And that was for me the most fucking pain I ever had in my joints. And then you're telling me people run a hundred? Yeah, they Get will the run. Fuck out of here! I thought run, that was hard. I stopped they will and run, took breaks. And they shit. will run multiple marathons. Oh, they'll take like breaks, back. but they'll be like, they'll like take a real quick nap and just get up and like keep going more. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's not like a. It's not even like a day's rest between. It's yeah. like yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. They and, and when you see people do that, you're like, holy shit! But it also shows what we can do. I yeah. mean, so when someone's like, I can't run because it hurts, I'm like. You could actually run multiple marathons, apparently. Mm-hmm. apparently. Could, potentially. But then again, I bet that's also kind of like the Olympics. Yeah. Where, sure, you could be like an Olympic weightlifter, but you're only going to be able to do like one thing really well because you spent your whole life doing it. So it'll be like you spent your whole life lifting this one weight in this one category mm-hmm. your whole life. It's good to be well-rounded. Yeah. it's, it's unless, unless you're going to be the best, which is just... That's one of those things is like there's so many Olympic events that are really weird. And then you'll see like you'll tune in on the Olympics and you'll be like, how is that a sport? You'll just watch that and go, I didn't I didn't know that was a sport. I was surprised to see lacrosse playing in that. Uh, I didn't g- know gas that was- station. I asked go I'm like, is this lacrosse or racquetball? I don't remember which it is. He is out. What? Ah, I got him. Sorry, my mind, my mind, I zoned out. <laughs> yeah, it's called sleep. No, it's all good, dude. We, we were just watching you. You look so peaceful. We were watching yeah. you watch racquetball. What, what we're talking about is like weird Olympic sports. We're talking about weird Olympic sports. Okay. And you, you end up with like, as you said, like you were watching the cross. Yeah. 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 I yeah. just don't, I don't understand like what is and isn't an Olympic sport. So we've come up with Knife Fight City before, right? What what about what if we had to come up with an Olympic sport? The knife Olymp- the knife fight city Olympics? Well, no, I mean just generally. I think we could come Every up with interesting. Yeah, it just darts. generally darts is a good but one. like but like bar darts. <laughs> bar darts. I want to see people bar wearing, fighting. That would be a good yeah, one though. I want to see dudes wearing those like Olympic like leotard whatever yeah. the hell's. Yeah, 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 yeah full yeah. uniform whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then and then they have they have like the glasses. They're from Barnsley. Yeah, yeah, and then just darts. Yeah. I think I think darts would actually be. Hell yeah. I would watch Olympic darts. You know what I think what I like your idea bar fighting <laughs> because no. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, no cuz judo and karate and all that other stuff. Well, I think so you just consider it like hockey just allow fighting and darts. <laughs> right. Right, right. Yeah. So what what it is is right. it's uh bar fighting would be a team sport. Mm-hmm. It would be uh, <laughs> every like, side gets like two stools. Yeah. <laughs> Every side gets two stools and four timeouts, uh, and it's last man standing wins, and just bar fighting. Like, yeah, you okay? I have an idea. That would be a- like the most watched one there because everyone, everyone avoids saying this at Olympics, but we all know what we want. We want I, gladiatorial combat. I know. Well, yeah, it I know. It's the nationalism. I know. I Everybody know a, wants that. I know a sport that would be really fun. Um, 
I, I, I think that it would, it would be a fun, a, a fun idea to have something really big and you have a team of people and they have to reduce the really big thing to fit in a really small box. So it's like reverse Ikea. So you have like a car, right? And Compression. The, right. And the car has to fit in like, I don't know, a trunk. And so <laughs> it, you know it's technically possible. And what you do is you give everyone like tools. They have hammers and sledgehammers and everything. And they're like, and go. And you just watch them try to reduce oh, so it's, it's to like fit the into fi- the, the street fighter. Right. Thing. But it has to fit within diameters. So you're like, okay, we know that this car can be crushed down to this diameter yeah so the first team to get it to that diameter wins but don't allow like anyone who's competent just allow a bunch of dumbasses do it why why do you want to make this danger well because because i'm just imagining i'm just imagining like there's like all types of game shows like that like there's one on glass blowing like i'm doing and like they'll have interviews like so this is i'm doing the curvature here i'm blowing so like i'm just imagining like yeah i just took the sledgehammer and i'm just going like fucking this well yeah that's what the teams would be they'd have like six foot eight like 350 pound dudes from kentucky yeah. The American like the team. guy we saw with his ass out and his gut. Oh, yeah, he was that, barely yeah. wearing shorts. There was a guy who was walking around who looked like he, he was walking his dog. He he looked like, in essence, what you would imagine if you say, OK, boomer. When you say, OK, boomer, then when you say the word boomer, what you hear in your head, that's what the guy looked like. He was standing there. No shirt on, just walking his dog, huge gut hanging out, ass hanging out, and he was just unafraid living his best life. Yeah, he looked at the over exaggerated version of like the Discord admin meme or like the World of Warcraft player meme where yeah, just a yeah. big fat guy giant, in the chair. Just giant. Like, oh. Yeah, he, but he was just like, yes. Hey, I'm other my countries best life. take note. This is what freedom looks like. This is what yeah. freedom looks peak like. Perf- yeah. Peak standard of living. He was he he was having a good life. He was standing out there. Yeah, he's standing out there. all aspire to be as comfortable as that man walking his dog. So two I do. abandoned strip clubs, but a, thri- a thriving adult store that was like the first thing you see when you go oh into Moldrew. Oh my Moldridge. God, yeah. Yeah, yeah Muldra is an interesting place. But no, we, we saw all sorts of fun characters. I see why you animate the way you do. Uh, Talk about the K- Denny scene. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> in Kentucky <laughs> looks, like a cart- looks like a disco Elysium so, character. Yeah, when we first got to Kentucky, uh, we went to a Denny's because we got in at 9.30, which means when you get in at 9.30 uh, in Kentucky, everything's about to close, except for, for Denny's. Yeah. And so you go to Denny's. You and end was, up in a Denny's. Yeah, you end up in a Denny's. And we're sitting there talking. There's a guy in the corner who, you know how there's that chart where it says, how are you feeling today? And there's like 12 emotions, you know, where there's like a straight face and a smiling face and a crying face and a happy face and a laughing face. This guy was working through that chart one emotion a second. Like someone was just saying, change. Computer, change. shuffle emotion. Change. Change. They're trying to select his face on a change. fighting game. It screen. looked like or someone like was randomizing. Yeah. It looked like Saints Row. Someone yeah. where it says, better. choose your expression. Change. <laughs> he did that. Or our, our did well, look like a Saints Row character. <laughs> he did that for about five. No, it was about 10 minutes. And then they brought him his bill. And he went dead face and left. As soon as they brought him his bill, dead face and left. And I was like, all right. We had the guy come in like the world had gone 40 degrees off angle and gravity was yeah, pulling he was just walking at an angle. Way. He was walking at like 30 degrees over, like leaned over. So I started to adjust my head when he walked by because <laughs> he was see acting the world, like the whole the world was. Oh, I just wanted to see what he was seeing. He, he held his beverages and everything like they tip over, but he was constant. It wasn't like he was wobbling. It was a constant 30 degrees. Like it was just 
that's the way he saw the world. This could be just Kentucky or that could just be standard for any Denny's or Waffle House. I think most Denny's and Waffle House at two or three in the morning are anywhere in the United States. Yeah, Yeah, but about the same. But at 930 at 930 in a Kentucky uh, Denny's things get done earlier. Things get done. You guys just close up earlier. So (laughs) your your interesting characters come out earlier. I get you. Yeah, things. It was a heavy rain and the wolves were howling. Yeah, it was like it was a heavy rain when we came in. Well, on the way there, there was a car with no plates, and there was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. there's like an adjacent guy. spooky mask in so the backseat. We weren't worried about our car getting robbed in the hotel. Instead, it was the hotel that robbed us. But we we yeah. we weren't worried about the car it getting broken into because right as we walk out the front door of our hotel, first night, first night, there is a black volkswagen golf i'd say about a 2014 or 15 volkswagen golf black car no front plate and it appears in the passenger seat is someone wearing a jason Voorhees mask and so goat being goat stands there one moment and points at it at about 30 feet distance and loudly says Hey, in that car with no plates on it, is that a Jason Voorhees mask? And we're just like, guy just sitting there, guy just sitting there, and we're like, you know what? I think we're safe in this parking lot. No, no, I feel like that was the best way to keep him off you because then he probably went, "Fuck, they know now." I like, I, I that'd be awkward I can't if stab I just got one today. Then when we came out the next morning, the car was gone, and we haven't seen it since. <laughs> See. I scared them off. They could smell the guns on you. Yeah, well, true. <laughs> but I, we went into the hotel and we had already paid. So this is this is where I need to tell hotels.com. Oh, yeah. hey, uh, hotels.com. So here's what happens. Uh, hotels.com. Hotels.com. Hotels.com definitely uh, sold us some rooms for an agreed upon amount of money. Uh, and then when we showed up recently to the agreed upon hotel at the agreed upon time, the hotel then charged us an additional $800, which is more than half the stay of the trip. So we're sitting there going, well, why is this case hotels.com and hotels.com says, we're going to look really, really hard into that. We're going to look so hard into that. We're going to look really hard into that. We promise. And they looked into it and then they called us back and said, Hey, um, we checked with the manager. They didn't do that. So here's the problem is that while this may have solved it from the hotels.com point of view, um, I have this thing called a bank account. And in, in my digital bank account, they let you know when money comes into it. And they let you know when money leaves it. And they give you a number. And it's called a ledger. And you can click on that ledger and see at any point where your money is. It's amazing. It's called a checking account. And so with the technology of a checking account, I was able to see that, in fact, they had charged the money. So then I called Hotels.com and said, hey, guys, um, this person lied to you. They charged the money. And Hotels.com said, ah, I see, I see, I see. I I don't think that's true. So I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you guys the screenshots to prove that this money went missing. And they looked at it and they said, oh, oh, well, we'll talk with the manager again and see if they can't resolve this. Then they said the manager will not be out back in for a couple of days. And I said, that's really amazing. Just quit. Yeah, they probably you did. Took your $800 and they're probably, I'm well, going to retire. Boys. I'm going to retire. Freedom 800, boys. <laughs> um, 
So then uh, hotels.com has, has not helped us any further. So I just want to say hotels.com. If you want to stay in a hotel that has holes punched in walls and doors yep, yep. and you want to stay in a hotel that puts free goldfish crackers in your air conditioning free of charge and you want to stay in a hotel that puts you on the top floor and then the elevator doesn't work. No soap and no soap in your hotel and you need to come down to the front desk to get any towels and we'll give you one hotels.com if you want to pay more than half of your vacation cost and surprise fees in cash non-negotiable then have someone lie about it which is i believe a class d felony in the state over 500 dollars. hotels.com hotels.com is the perfect way the perfect way to have someone rob you blind and then have hotels.com say i don't think that happened and i think you're crazy Hotels.com, your choice to spend twice as much money for no reason and then to have people tell you that you're full of shit. Hotels.com. I think that'll work. Yeah. Yeah. A little fast disclaimer. This is all true. This is all 100% true. We have the receipts. We have the fucking receipts. We have the receipts. So that's that's what's funny is they could say talking shit about hotel. Right. And then I called you guys like three times trying to solve it and you blew me off. So guess what? Hotels.com. It's not libel if it literally happened. If it literally happened and we can prove it. And the best part is, Mike, we're going to make a commercial for my live stream. All right. And it's going to be for Hotels.com. And we're going to create a nice little jingle for them. We're going to make them a commercial, I oh, think. Hey. And I think what will be really fun is just to put everything that happened to us and show the pictures. I think that'd be really neat, don't you? I agree. I think that would be fun. We could make a very true commercial for Hotels.com. Dynamite. Dynamite. Exactly. <laughs> Dynamite. But that's what I want to do is I'm saying that if if people try to pay you to cut commercials for money, why don't you just cut commercials for free that show the company how it really is? Yeah. I think that would be a really wonderful moment for Hotels.com to reflect and have a second to think about their scummy business practices. But I think that's also the fun of being an artist is whenever you find somebody being shitty or what have you, you can just turn that into something that's hilarious. All right. I mean, draw inspiration from me anyway. Well, yeah, you you just literally say that's my well, that's my well. You know, if suffering makes you write well, suffer. Yeah. If 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 being sad makes you animate well, you might be sad on occasion. Yeah. If getting angry makes you like take better care of yourself, you have an outlet. I think it's always good to pick up funny dialogue from, from real life. Like, oh, exactly. Like, like, just, like GTA walking past. Oh, absolutely. Like, bystanders on the street just pick up the goofy shit they say so you can throw it in something. Oh, God, yeah. You know? Dude, I have that all, all the time. Mm-hmm. They just, I, they, yeah, they do just random little bits of conversations like, I can never forgive my rabbi. You're like, what? Yeah, what are you? What the fuck are you talking about? No, yeah, and I love that, especially walking around new places, but when you have these sorts of insane interactions at hotels, if I wrote this hotels.com trip as a script, it wouldn't it wouldn't stand up. He would say that's too many things being weird. Like that wouldn't stand to reason. Yeah. But I can draw from this script like the things they said to us. Whenever Wait, I the need manager to didn't know that happened. Yeah, that yeah, didn't happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's, nah, that doesn't that's, sound that's like hilarious. me. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> like let me call them. Yeah, they said they didn't do that. <laughs> I just love, love. Let me. We had the manager who's like, if y'all need any help, I live here. 
They said they would be out though when hotels. Oh, yeah, we close in like thirty minutes. We close in thirty minutes, but I live here. If you need something, here's my room. Yeah, so, I'll be I'll be available at five o'clock. Actually, a Monday. Yeah, I won't be <laughs> here. And I'm like, you just told hotels.com you you told me you live here on site, and you said you're not here to hotels.com. Choose, yeah, choose one. So so for everyone listening, yeah, we're gonna make a series of commercials. And we're just going to make fun of it because that's what happens. If someone pushes you down, you don't have to get nasty. Okay. All you have to do is say, you know what? With a sense of humor, I'm going to Looney Tunes your ass. I mean, we had the same thing happen with Delta Airlines and we dumped on them on the Every podcast. Every single hotel oh we God. stayed at so far has just been like... Oh, Hotels.com has put us in nothing but death traps. And what's <laughs> funny is every single place they put us in, it's like Hotels.com where smoke alarms are optional. Like we've had shit like that. And and we're like, hey, uh, the hotel that you booked us through has sent you the wrong pictures on their website. And they're like, I don't think that would ever happen. <laughs> You've already made your purchase. You've spent your money now. You can't complain. Rules of first rule of acquisition. Once, Once you, you have, have their the money, money, never, never give, give it back. back. <laughs> exactly. It's It's one of those things where you're like, all right, but you guys do understand that you have made the enemy of someone who loves shit posting. And I would, I would love for one of our jingles to catch on. Well, you know, United Breaks Guitars caught on. Gets bigger than Battletech. <laughs> that would be hilarious <laughs> if we make a shitty commercial and that took off. I would die laughing. But then again, the fun times in Cleveland again Still was a shit Cleveland. post. Yeah, you know that was a shit post, and yeah. well, people that made, made that guy's for, career. Yep, and people made them for like every town in the U.S. Almost, almost. Yeah, the Vegas one in particular is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a good uh, good little commercial. So, anything you wanted to add on, Mister Boat Bomber? No, I'm just having fun. I was just like I'm saying, uh, I got that weird social anxiety. I hope I hope I'm like, oh, I'm probably boring to them, man. But I'm just a regular dude. It's Ronald fucking, Easter. It's yeah, Ron- I'm not can, like I, I had to. I'm like, well, hopefully there's no high expectations, but we just hang out. I mean, no, we, we that's, had fun. That's exactly. shooting. <laughs> Sorry, that's what you had to hit something hey, no, else out again. <laughs> on the podcast, Texas, the captain of the ship, so he'll he'll lead us in the direction. We just kind of. Jump it's on all right. We can. Yeah. But no, anyways, thanks for joining us, Bo Bomber. This was awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks yeah. for having me over here. No worries. Yeah. Next time around, we'll make some more movies and shoot some more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>